I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Get magma at (laughs) sospresents.com. Get magma. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank. You know what I think is a testament to our musical ability, Alistair? What's that? The fact that no listener has ever tried to do a remix of any of these intro songs. Any other podcast, you do even the slightest little, you know, sing along, something like that. Some listener somewhere will be like, will will then use their musical skills in Garage Band and turn it into some sick beat and send it into you. We've been doing one or two in every single episode, at least since the start, and, and not one and no can one... be can be edited into something that sounds good. <laughs> but but in the way that you can paint with negative space, Alistair, we are, by the end of the run, of when Two in the Think Tank finishes, mm-hmm. the space left behind by all the non-music we've created yeah. will be the most beautiful song of all time. And I, I don't really know nice. if you can put all music through some kind of conceptual inversion filter on Audacity, on a, or Adobe Audition, but if they have that processing ability, yeah. someone should really look into that because it's going to be a real, an, uh, whatever the opposite of an opus is, an opposite. An so like opus. Conceptual, conceptual inversion, so like if it's a... If you put a, a bird into it, it becomes a fish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's That's uh, if, if your artwork was a bird. Yes. Yes, it would become an actual fish. So you put in a painting of a bird, a thing that is not a real thing, but just a piece of art. And the opposite of that is a real thing. Ah, but it further than that, it creates the opposite of the thing that is depicted Thus, the opposite of a not a not real bird is a yes real fish. Yeah. So mm. if so, if for some reason you missed your grandfather who passed away, yes, you, you can shove your grandma. You paint. <laughs> you paint your grandma dead. Who yes, might still be alive, good, but you good. do a painting of your grandma dead. Don't, don't worry about having to explain that to her. Ah, uh, um, oh, Eric, what is that you're doing there? <laughs> oh, it's a Nothing, painting of grandma. your funeral. <laughs> don't just don't look at it, grandma. Don't worry about it. I'm just doing something. Um, but but I then, am for just for your information. I am painting you very not sexy. <laughs> 
Oh, because you want your grandfather to come back really sexy? <laughs> well, why not? Do him a favor. You know, if you're dragging him back from the the realm of, you know, of the great beyond, you might as well do a little bit of value adding. I know, but you imagine know, the trouble well... you might be causing for your grandma who has been missing him for the last 25 years. Mm. Right? <laughs> He's been gone a while. <laughs> eh? He comes back. He's been back gone a while. Super yeah. sexy. Mm. They yes. hang out. They have that kiss where they're like, oh, I've missed you and things like that. She's mm. a fair bit older than he is now. <laughs> um, and then suddenly he's like pretty sexy and he realizes he's being held back a fair bit by this wife mm. that he once had. But also now he's yep. gone through death and returned. <laughs> and, yeah. And getting has the, a different perspective on things. Yeah. And so he starts playing the field a little bit. <laughs> You know, bringing women home to the house where his grandma, <laughs> the grandma is, things yeah, like that. Okay, he calls her grandma now. He calls her grandma because it was that kind of couple where they call each other mm. pa and ma. It's, it's if it's sexy to call somebody daddy in bed, which I'm not saying mm. it is, but but Granddaddy. if it is, then surely grandpa is even sexier. That's all I'm mm. saying. Great granddad, I say during sex. (laughs) Call me great granddad. Who's your long lost ancestor? (laughs) Who's the first chimp to ever walk upright? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. I want you to call me a proto a a proto cell, a a single celled proto ancestor. Who's the first? Who's the first non living? Uh, amino acids that came together to <laughs> form a mm. single-celled organism. Capable of replicating of, itself. By the way, who's your... <laughs> ah! <laughs> who's your non-living amino acids that came this, together to form I mean, a, this is got to be something, right? Is this something? <laughs> um, this is how I think, to... I think already the, the, the conceptual inverter, I think, is something. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm interested to know why a conceptual inverter exists. Like, if you, why why we're trying to bring things to, into reality via a conceptual inverter. Well, why don't I think we just make I, the thing? I think that that's a side... It's a side... Uh, mm. it's, like, it's like a side symptom of having made this thing, which was just... Somebody just trying to make right. like a, an, like a bit of audio editing, but for oh. visual art, you know, like yep. a bit of audio editing software for or, visual or art. Or it could be that like, you know, it, this is the sort of thing that would be developed by medical researchers, right? And they'd be like, um, okay, well, this is, this is great. We've found a way to come up with anti-venoms for snake bites by you, literally you just put in the poison and it conceptually inverts it and spits out a the antivenom, the cure, right? But but then they accidentally put something else in there, realize it inverts anything. And then late one night, a guy who's missing his granddad comes in with a painting of his, um, of a very not sexy dead grandma and puts it in because <laughs> he's abusing the technology. Maybe he, steal, he steals the machine and yes. brings it home. <laughs> Where he lives alone with his grandma. 
<laughs> okay, great. Because <laughs> he wants to help her. But that involves painting a really non-sexy mm. dead version mm. of her. Yep. Um, um. <laughs> and then I've also Wait, written it, down, who's your long-lost Yeah, great. Because that, what we're doing there is we're amplifying things in the bedroom. We're turning up um, the pillow talk to... Yeah. To 11, Andy. To, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it because that was the thing. I, well, because I was going to say it and then I felt bad. Because so. then you felt like it was just it was somebody else's line. It was just another. Yeah. It was just yeah, a thing that people say now. Mm. It, once it was a bit, of, a bit of joke in a movie. A very good bit of joke. Absolutely. But no, I can't, I can't be doing that. Um, Alistair, I presume I've got dad bod now, but what did I have before I had dad bod? Did Andy? I still have son bod or just Well, I bod? think, Andy, what happened, look, in the years that I've known your bod, um, I don't feel like it has fluctuated that much. Mm. Um, but I knew you before the term dad bod existed. Yes. So back then it was just a bod. <laughs> you know, you but, were just a you were just a guy with mm. a body, and there was no category. Like before, mm. we were ever able to separate green from yellows Blue. and blues, right? By because we didn't have the word for the thing, we didn't the have thing the word. did not exist. Yeah. This is like not George Orwell's nineteen eighty four all over again, yeah. all over again. Because, you know, in that they they try to remove. Is, am I right? Is it, is it that one? Where they try to change the language in order to change people to stop people being able to even conceive of such ideas as rebellion and that sort of thing. They remove those words from from the language, and so it is um, with dad bod. Before right. the word dad bod, dads just existed as an amorphous concept uh i've used the word concept too much in this podcast but they were but, a <laughs> an undefined haze of male personhood and then but they if you put it through the conceptual relief. inverter it's actually uh mother spirit mm. gaia <laughs> the opposite of dad bod is mm. Gaia. I think, well, what if there was a second Gaia, right? What if Earth had two Earth spirits? Okay. Okay. And then we're in a kind of a, um, uh, like a two queens in a, in a beehive kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. go at each other. Yeah. Um, Stalking some, one another all over the earth. And like the orchids and the dandelions all have to pick sides. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> they they get the various beautiful and delicate things of creatures of the field, birds of the air, pull them all together uh, into posses, basically, and then wail on each other. Including with whales. With whales, especially, yeah. Mm. 
One's got sperm, the other one's got blue. <laughs> and they just and grab him by that tail. How satisfying <laughs> would it be to grab a whale by the tail? So and just deeply like satisfying. Where where that where the you know, like the wide bit of the tail right at the end is under your hand. So it's like a you know, kind of like a reversed um sword hilt. Mm. Yep. You know, but at the bottom so that you can swing it and it you it stays clean in your hand. I I'm assuming that they're these guys are huge. If they didn't include this as a as a thing in Pacific Rim, they absolutely should have. Yeah. Right? Cuz wasn't that basically giant mechanical monsters coming out of the ocean and then fighting each other? I haven't seen it. But I think uh, that's what it was. Yeah, I haven't seen and the whole thing. I've seen ever like, you know, there snippets. was an excuse for somebody to swing a swing a a, a sperm whale mm. by the hilt. Would there? Where would the other guy be from? Would it just one has a, a new one has emerged? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we created one by accident, or we we accidentally cloned Gaia, maybe, um, and and then they. Imagine if there's a yeah. giant cave, a, a giant subterranean cave somewhere in near the mantle that uh, you can only access through some very important, uh, you know, hole in the ground of some yeah. sort. <laughs> that you have to go through some journey and, and the, 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 the instructions to get there, you know, probably used to belong to some ancient... Uh, you know, I don't know, Celtic tribe or something like that, or some probably, yeah, Thai tribe or something. I'm trying to not make this about another culture, <laughs> so that I I don't make <laughs> well, generalizations. It could, it could be encoded into our DNA. We could find yeah, but, the but clues. A, in... It was probably in, but it was an oral tradition that right. that was lost. But then somebody came across the cave, and mm. you know, some cavers probably, maybe that sounds maybe like the people spelunking. The, 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 Maybe the cavers who saved the Thai, the Thai kids, the Thai soccer team. Mm. The one that Elon Musk called a pedophile. <laughs> we could we could cast him in this movie. <laughs> so he goes down into this cave and he finds there's like something in there that he does something with some rune. Accidentally drops yeah. a rune into some, you know, hole. Crevice. Yeah. And another it, hole within the and hole. It, and it activates the thing that we would have known if we had kept the oral tradition going. Um, and it creates a new Gaia, but that's normally yeah. only there for if Gaia dies. If your first Gaia dies, yeah. yeah. Then but you can now get a we second got, Gaia. Now we got a second Gaia. But, and, and you'd think they'd get along because they have so much in common, but you know what it's like when you have a thing and then someone comes along and they also have that thing. Yeah. And that you naturally hate them straight away. There's only So it is with Gaia's. There can only be one Alpha Gaia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then and then it, it, it is on. And it's very the way they battle, it's very earthy, it's very natural, but it's extremely violent. Mm. And it is using lots of nature stuff, lots of like uprooting trees and charging mm-hmm. at each other and Yep. Um, yep. Trying to drown the other one in the ocean, like in the, <laughs> you know, what's that? What's that big crevice that's really deep? The Mariana Trench, Mar- yeah. Mariana, Marinara, Marinara, Marinara Trench. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> it would make that would make I more mean, sense. 
It would make more sense. I would, I would, I would call it that. But I think it might be Mariana. No, you're right. But but if you were an Italian restaurant, yes, and you had some the Mar- giant, some giant <laughs> V-shaped bowl of spaghetti that was like, can you finish this bowl in an hour? <laughs> it's called the marinara trench. <laughs> it's the deepest bowl of spaghetti in all in all of Little Italy. Hey. Oh, that's so good. And the different layers of the bowl represent the different layers in the ocean. And mm-hmm. the different that you the, at the bottom very bottom of the bowl you're eating these bizarre anglerfish and strange mm-hmm. sort of sea worms that yeah. just like subsist there. A lot of sea through creatures. Yeah, these <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you. It. It's a cross section of of marine life to the deepest point on earth, the marinara trench. <laughs> but really all it is is just a an eating competition, you know, an eating <laughs> challenge in a in a cha- in an Italian restaurant in little Italy, little yeah. Italy. Yeah. Now what would you do? Would you eat, try and eat straight down, reach the bottom, and then sort of eat out? Or would I guess you you just go layer Cause, by layer? Yeah, because what are you going to do? Waste time doing some early drilling just so you can yes. access the <laughs> the down low stuff. You got to eat it all in the end anyway. Have, you, you wanna, have we put if you want to have your, trench down as a sketch idea? Of course, of course, it's yes. Down. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad, and so is everybody else. Yeah, I mean, because you got to eat your way down if you want to have your photo on the wall and you want to get the T-shirt. I mean, once we know that the Marinara Trench is the deepest point on Earth, now there must be bits in the Marinara Trench that are deeper than others, right? (laughs) Now, what you could do, though, like say somebody goes down there, right, down to the bottom, and they say, I've been there now, I was the first one to go down, that's it, done, I went to the deepest point on Earth. You just go down with a little shovel or whatever on your on your submarine, dig it out a bit, nestle oh, into that bit little divot, and then you're deeper. That's you say, true. sorry, no. I've sorry, created buddy. a sub trench. A mini marinara. Oh, I call it I call it the Eric trench. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's deeper by a good inch. So, sorry. <laughs> I don't know sorry, why. I'll well, have that award. I don't know what, what this was, but this was something that entered my mind. You know this idea, because I think, because we had a baby in the last six weeks or so, maybe almost seven weeks, and uh, uh, shout out to Huxley if I've died and you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Shout out to my boy. <laughs> And it's like, you know, it's 2040 and you're listening to this. Just shout out to Hux. Uh, I, was, I was very proud of you. And uh, mm. sorry that I didn't get to see your 20th birthday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and hi to Otis as well. Um, but you got to spend a fair bit of time with me. Um, so anyway. Um, I uh, So this idea was, because what, what's happened is that we've had this baby for a while. But we've forgotten mm. to fill out all the paperwork. <laughs> is that actually and, true? Yeah, that is actually true. And okay. So, 
And so he's he's not like officially. So he's not technically yours at this. He's point. not officially like. I mean, obviously, if you give birth in the hospital, he's he's on the grid, right? He's in the grid. Yeah. Yeah. But he's in but the I system. guess somebody who tries, like somebody whose parents kept him off the grid, grid did a did a home birth, mm. and then tried to remain off the grid for the rest of their life because maybe they felt that that was Im- important. May at I hope they point. thought it was important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I assume for them to go through with it, they thought it was important. Maybe no, they I didn't. Think, I, think, I think if you got older and you were like, actually, this is a huge hassle, um, mm. you could just go on back and go on to the grid. But... Um, yeah. I think, but, I think there are some people who have found that very difficult. I think there are some situations where people, for whatever reason, weren't registered with birth certificates. And it later on turns out to be a huge nightmare for them. Yeah, well, it would be, and and also then, if you try, and then if you then become a person, but according to the government, you're probably gonna get your parents fined. <laughs> you know, like they're probably gonna uh, get in trouble. Yeah, and so then I, you're like, well, I don't want to get my parents in trouble, but this. I would love to be able to leave the country. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> just. You know, everyone complains about um, certificates of participation, you know? Yeah. Oh, you get a certificate just for participating. Mate, you get a certificate just for being born. Yeah. You haven't done You haven't done shit. Oh, mate, that's kids these you days. You literally haven't even done a shit yet. You haven't done a shit and, yet. What you've done and, is called a muconium. A muconium. Yes. <laughs> that's the, just like this weird black tar stuff. Didn't people know mm. the first shit is just this... Um, you know that bodybuilders, they love to get that first little shit. That, oh. <laughs> the meconium. Oh, bodybuilders. They love that first shit and they rub they it all over their body, body <laughs> and their buddy. And they love their to buddies, shit. if they're nice, like that. Okay. So what about, this is what the idea was, right? Yeah. It's these people who, they're midlife. They're like, like sort of like born again Christians, but they're not Christians. They're... They know a hacker and they've managed to find mm. a way to go off the grid in the middle mm. of their lives, right? Mm. But they've put a lot yeah. of ceremony around this and so they decide you have to get rid of all your possessions. You can't be connected to anything and you start completely naked, right? Yes. You don't have any bank cards, I like you don't this. have any money. I, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, you don't have any money, right? You don't have a place of residence. You start again and you're in the city. Right? Oh, and that's best, handy. And the best place to start getting clothes for free mm. is to go to restaurants with eating competitions, like eating <laughs> challenges, and and beat it and get the t shirt for yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and sure, at the beginning, that very first one is the hardest one where they, you have to get them to let you in completely <laughs> naked. No shirt. No shirt. No shoes, no pants. No pants. No socks. No identity. No but, money. But, but absolutely. No service. But, but you just got to carry yourself in a way with the confidence of a guy who mm. can can eat sort of 3.5 kilos of steak <laughs> in one sitting. <laughs> Uh, this is a this is the perfect place to start because not only do you have a free T-shirt, so you can cover 
your your upper body, the most disgusting half of the body. Yeah. Uh, but you also have a full a full stomach. You know what? What a great place to start. That's right. Yeah. I think exactly. you know. In in when Terminator when he appears in that uh, fi- that uh, dock area teleports in through time the Terminator and then he goes into a bikey bar and he just steals somebody's bike and <laughs> but he probably had heard <laughs> that, 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 that there was some like eat twelve prawn cocktails and you get a pair of shorts for free well in the in the first <laughs> draft of the movie the Terminator. Yeah. Um, he it was a, he went in there and there was an eating competition and he ate <laughs> lots of lots of steak and yeah. got a free t shirt and then walked around <laughs> the rest of the, <laughs> the so movie wasn't, only need, wearing a t shirt that yeah. says I ate three point five kilograms of steak at Marty's T Bone Steakhouse and Biker and, Bar <laughs> and Biker Bar and all I got was this lousy t shirt. But, mm-hmm. but it was thought that the exposed genitals of the Terminator. Yeah. Um, and also, instead of the clean, a lot of the chase guess, scenes, are very different. Vibe. Just super intense to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess they felt like the line. I need to enter your eating competition <laughs> was less clean than I need your clothes. Um, is that anything? Is that yeah. Well, I mean, this is all... Um, yeah, this is all there. It's all written. I've got, I mean, I've got the off-the-grid new T-shirt. I can put in brackets. I love the idea because obviously the Terminator robot um, had programmed into his programming this yeah. kind of this this sort of approach that like you know one of the first things you have to do is get you know clothes and that sort of thing so you can blend in of course but but I do I do you know this program was <laughs> was written by computers in the future and they wouldn't have known all the details of how society worked they would have had some historical references to go by, I mm-hmm. think it's, you know, very possible that, you know, they would have been searching through digital records and they would have found evidence of free T-shirts being given out at, at eating competitions. And for whatever reason, because of the, you know, other files have been deleted or whatever, they sure. decide that that's the most dominant and likely and appropriate way to approach getting clothes. That's right. In and the same way that like a, a Google Maps will some algorithm will sometimes take you down a one-way street. Exactly, or into a lake. Yeah. <laughs> just take this lake to get there. Yeah. And so it just thinks, it goes, look, there's less confrontation. <laughs> we know that your robotic stomach is able to withstand more mm. impact than a human stomach. Yeah. We actually I mean, went to a lot of effort to build a stomach that's capable that of winning... Twelve to thirteen prong cocktails, <laughs> minimum. Mm. <laughs> it's so wait, minimum. Yes, I wasn't listening, but that's very so, funny. <laughs> um, but I mean, in a way that that's that's just that joke. I hadn't 
I didn't think about it at the time, but it's that joke from The Simpsons of, uh, you know, that, that, that bomb, when they were going to buy the bomb shelter and they go, you know, that guy with the, what was the name of the guy with the one sleeve that was wrapped up who owned the kind of like uh, military disposals kind of shop? Yeah. It, I remember know. that guy? Anyway, but Not he really, was selling no. he was selling those bomb shelters, and he goes, and this baby will take, you know, something like two megatons, no more, no less. <laughs> less. <laughs> That's a really good joke, but I, to me, that is a, that is a different joke. Okay, that is a different joke. Yeah, I think you're one. <laughs> 13 to fourteen. Broad cocktails minimum. For a start, the fact that there's a range and it's a minimum is insane. But but what that means is that the Terminator can't function unless he has at least thirteen broad cocktails <laughs> in his stomach. <laughs> and, and, then, and then like, you know <laughs> when he's being crushed by that giant battering ram in the in the metal factory at the end and his body finds some alternative energy path or whatever to reroute. What yeah. that would have to be would be him having the prawn cocktail squeezed out of him. Yeah. And then fortunately yeah, that he is able to reach an, another prawn cocktail <laughs> just slightly further away. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, I mean. it, this is kind of like, for some reason, you know, <laughs> the the uh, uh, the the horsepower. Yeah. You know, we defined a unit of energy um, based on the power of a horse, which uh, it's a shame we don't define any of our other attributes. Sure. Um, relative to a horse, I think, you know, charm. Beauty? Beauty, I've, yeah, we're in a very similar area, mm. um, but uh, this is a unit of uh, food that is um, defined by the prawn cocktail. I can't really remember why I thought that was so funny when I started the sentence. I've very much lost interest now, Alistair. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just writing down. I don't think this will ever make sense, and I don't think we'll ever be able to find the context in which it will be as funny as it felt but the 12 cocktails minimum i've just written that down as a sort of half idea it's nothing well what about when you go to a comedy club and it's like a three drink minimum or something like that but it's just it's just a really high number and it's broad cocktails this comedy club it's it's i I mean, they have good acts on, but it's a real. I don't like the way it's set up there. They have a thirteen yeah. prawn cocktail minimum. 
and they don't like waste. <laughs> um, like that is quite funny. It's like, look, it's ten dollar entry, mm. but you gotta buy twelve <laughs> prawn cocktails minimum. People are just eating their way through these prawns and these and all that sauce. Trying to eat all the sauce with a yeah, spoon, and it's a comedy gig. <laughs> <laughs> people are vomiting laughing and vomiting <laughs> and there's no way that you can keep that quantity of prawns fresh without there being accidents <laughs> accidents like just one bag that was left in the back of the fridge that was forgotten well yeah absolutely it's a lot to keep track of You're your right. prawn prawn freshness um monitoring Software would have to be so high powered. And you're a comedy club. You don't have that much money coming in. You don't, and they're very dimly lit. And I feel like that it probably extends to the kitchen. And I think there's probably a lot of grot, a lot of grime. Uh, Do you think up. the bags will be so covered in grime? <laughs> yes, and I think I also think that you know you don't become the chef at a comedy club if you care that much about food i mean you must right because because people are there for the comedy you know and they're not going to be paying that much attention to the food they can't discuss it they can't express how much they're enjoying it sure without being heckled yeah or without being shouted at by the comedian yep and and so like what you as a chef You'd have to be able to subsist with so little external validation. It's very interesting because mm. the comedians on stage are the, exactly the people from society who need so much validation that they're just uh, sucking up all the available validation in the area yeah. at the expense of um, of the chefs who might occasionally want to hear a kind word or hear people discussing how much they're enjoying the... That's uh, right. The, the, the wedges with um, s- sweet chili and sour well, cream. In this case, it's the <laughs> one of the one of twelve prawn cocktails that each person is going to eat, and he doesn't realize that because he's not getting that va- that validation, mm. how important it is for him to keep trying hard because of the quantity of prawn cocktails people are having to eat. Each person is eating like six or seven prawns per <laughs> cocktail. Mm. And a whole bunch uh, of sauce that has to stay for seafood sauce that yep. has to stay fresh. He, uh, I think, uh, the, a comedy club with a twelve, 12 con- prawn cocktail minimum is a really funny idea. <laughs> How have we come up with two large quantities of seafood <laughs> sketches? <laughs> totally unrelated. <laughs> I feel like they episode. were back to back. They were. Uh, they were like Forrest Gump and Bubba, just sitting oh, there with yeah. their. It's another their shrimp backs reference. But they're what, what's another what? Shrimp oh, it's another reference. shrimp reference, isn't it? Well, I was just talking about them with their two backs up against each other, uh, so that their heads don't have to, they don't have to lay with their heads in the mud. Mm. But also, they open up a shrimp restaurant, <laughs> and it's like that in that way. But mostly, mostly for me, the similarity. (laughs) 
Uh, to be honest, I wasn't thinking about the the shrimp thing at all. I know you weren't. I know you weren't. But I feel that your brain was primed. I want you, I want you to know that my idea was pure, and I wasn't trying to make any kind of connections other than a conceptual. I one. love, and that's what I love about your ideas. They remain pure by not being connected to anything, Alistair. That's right. They maintain that essential, beautiful um, innocence of a truly insane idea. That it can't be, can't be connected. <laughs> you to can't trace anything. it to anything. No, no, you can't. Um, How can something be, be insane and innocent at the same time? Mm. Well, I feel like that's babies to a large yeah. extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They don't. They don't. Babies are really. Right. You can't just... be insane and innocent because you can plead insanity. And that makes you innocent, doesn't it? Oh, Isn't yeah. that the entire <laughs> the biggest all... loophole? <laughs> <laughs> you think you think do you think that's a loophole we need to fix? Um all right, it, it just, let's see. <laughs> how about a lawyer gets up? Let's cut the shit. All right. Mm. Insanity, that's not enough to get off, is it? Really? It's just a little um, trick. It, it it feels like a little bit of a cosmic technicality. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like somebody got away with it, and then. But I mean, I don't know if 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 going to a. A, a high security mental institution facility, facility is, yeah. is better. I mean, maybe it's way yeah. better. Yeah, I guess I the people know. who are making this decision are probably aware that it's way better. Than being around murderers. Well, yeah. What about a third know. option? Do you think there's a third way out, a third loophole? So what's the, what? So hang on, let's go through the loopholes as you call them, Alistair. One of them's insanity. Presumably, yeah. the other loophole that you've got to get to two loopholes is innocence. Is that the, <laughs> Having is not that, done it. Oh, what a loophole! <laughs> I'll tell you, this lawyer he's got, he is shameless. He'll use any old trick. <laughs> um, but what about I was asleep <laughs> at the time? People have used that, surely, right? I'm sure they have. And what does... I mean, it's a they pretty good They can't send you one, a mental it? institution for that. No. I mean, they might send you to a, a sleep a school. S- sleep school, maybe a... One of those ones where they just watch you overnight. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, it's, a, gonna, it's, a, well, it's a good defense. It's a really good defense. Yeah. And that just means when you're killing somebody, all you got to do is keep your eyes closed. <laughs> I was thinking, we were talking a while ago about some sort of murder that involved blood. I can't yeah. remember what it was. There was something about blood. Yeah. And then I had an idea that, you know, like the one... Oh, that's right. We were talking about knives that have extra... That are both <laughs> trick knives and real knives. And they have a bit of extra blood in there. Yeah. So that you both stab somebody re- for real and it squirts out some more blood. Yeah. Be extra but satisfying. You know, do you know like that old riddle or whatever it is that's like somebody gets stabbed with a knife made out of ice? Yeah. I say knife made out of frozen blood. Oh. <gasps> So, wait, it's somebody else's blood? No, you'd have to get the blood of the victim, I think. They <laughs> So, so I think maybe you sneak in and you steal it from them 
while they're sleeping the night before or something, or you steal it from a blood bank, perhaps, um, yeah. where they've donated blood, and then you um, freeze it into a knife and stab them with their own blood. I think that's probably not even a crime. What is the crime? <laughs> what Putting is the crime? Blood there? into Stabbing his body. Stabbing somebody with a <laughs> knife made of blood. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds. Do you do you understand how insane you sound? <laughs> I'm going to co- declare you innocent because you uh, were insane. Uh, I think maybe I could be let off. Yeah, because uh, you guys are insane. I'm the only only not crazy one here. But blood knife. Like, do you think that? Yeah. Are there any advantages to stabbing somebody with a knife? Like, oh, I... But then you'll have their blood all over your hands when it melts. <laughs> that is that is true. That is a big yes. disadvantage. <laughs> and you probably have it all over your kitchen and stuff like that. And through uh, your freezer <laughs> and stuff. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought there would be less evidence. This is my idea with stabbing them with a knife made from their own blood would be that... <laughs> There's less evidence to link you to the crime, but <laughs> you, you found a loophole in my uh, in my loophole there, Alistair. <laughs> and 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 not 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 to forget your like your knife shaped popsicle yeah. mold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which which I which guess you've, they you've really carved in sell your garage. Those. That's not okay. Um, in the home section in Woolworths. But I think the idea of somebody who's done this thinking that it was mm. the greatest idea ever mm. and then realizing that it's um, yes. that it, what the it failure it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. It could be a Sherlock Holmes big reveal. His one, but in, in, in all great crimes, the criminal makes one fatal mistake. Or in this guy's uh, case, <laughs> I guess usually uh, the fatal mistake is killing the person. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's killing it. the person. No, I'm sorry, he, he made one mistake, did he? You don't think the murder was the mistake? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, I suppose this two <laughs> fatal mistakes. I mean, really, one was fatal, and then the other one was just a mistake that got him caught. Yes, he's not dead or anything, is he? <laughs> Not a very good detective. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any words from a listener, Alistair? Oh, Andy, I'm so glad that you would ask that. Because, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, after we come up with a certain number of, of ideas, mm. uh, we get words from a listener, which is a Patreon supporter, who's uh, donated $3 to our Patreon. And, uh, I love that today- about them. Andy, today's listener, you'll be happy to hear, yes. is uh, Adrian Hernandez Arista. Adrian Hernandez Arista. I, I, you know, I we're in lockdown right now, but hearing your la- your name, I feel like I'm on a tropical beach on the moon. You almost said the is... word Latin. Did I? Yeah, I think so. I think hearing your la name. Yeah, right. La name. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
No, no, no. I mean, it's okay. I mean, the name does come across as Latin. Ah, uh, yes. Roman. Um, Ancient Roman. <laughs> Caesar the... Hernandez Caesar. Mm. All right. Thank you, Adrian. God bless you. And... Uh, and also, opposite God bless you for those who yeah. don't believe in any kind of God. Um, it's a God that we've put through the conceptual inverter, and it's Correct. just it's a just curse. It's a it's just a a genderless mortal. Um, and so, Andy, do you want to so, try and guess Adrian's oh, yeah, I do. three words? Limp. Hey? Limp. Limp. No, it's anti, A-N-T-I. Okay. Do you want to try and guess the next uh, one? Uh, limpet. No, Andy, you're going, you're too L heavy today. It's, the second word is anti, A-N-T-Y. Anti, anti. Okay, great. Um, Do you want to try can and I guess the, the third word? Yeah. Is it anti, A-N-T-E? Andy? You have guessed the third word <laughs> incorrectly. incorrectly. Oh. <laughs> no, the third word is auntie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> because he um, was fucking with you. Yeah, he really was. And he got me real good. I really thought I'd got one there. Oh, um, I was so close. Auntie, auntie, auntie. Yeah. So this is... To be the the idea of being against somebody's insectoid aunt, you know, a small, six-legged, yeah, aunt. Aunt. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, like aren't. a like a, like ma- mother's sister or something or father's sister. Mm, a real mother uh, sister. <laughs> you mother sister. <laughs> um. I'm going to start calling aunts that. <laughs> Do you think? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like, I guess it makes me think about the book, uh, the Kafka book, where the guy's the bug. Oh, yeah, of course. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. And it kind of makes me think that I think if it was like your uncle or aunt who was turning into a bug, it's mm. something you almost would expect of an aunt, uncle or aunt. Yeah, I mean, uncles and aunts definitely, um, you know, they, they are very often, I think, both in popular culture and, you know, in general people's lives, they do tend to push the boundaries of what's socially acceptable, it seems like, a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think what it is, is they, you you, you regard, you see them in relation to your parents and growing up, you regard your parents as being totally normal, right? That's yeah. sort of your definition of normal. And then you, but your parents have historical and personal conflicts and all sorts of things with these, um, these aunts, but then they're still very close to and attached to you. So you see them often. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a very, you know, you throughout your early life and you're coming into awareness and coming into adulthood, you're really exposed to, you know, quite intimately to people who are often quite um, 
different or just interesting. Well, um, yeah, and I think that they're those. also they're also kind of these adults who uh, you're close enough to to them because of your parents to to see all the weirdnesses of them. Yes, that, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, and so you 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 know you're you're on the inner circle. <laughs> Mm. And so you get to know the true thing, whereas everybody else hides it from strangers and stuff. Like hides a lot of those things from strangers. It's people just who are family, just... isn't it? It's just. <laughs> and so you get yeah, to know great. people's weird stuff, and then so if, like, let's say, you know, uh, my dad's sister just decided she was starting to convert herself into a beetle, <laughs> and and it's like, oh, jeez. Auntie like e. you, you'd have to hear all about it, and she, yeah. you know, and then she'd be coming around, process. and we all have to pretend like we, like we think it's great. And yeah, she scuttles now. <laughs> and and also, I think as she does this, she probably has less and less contact with some of her normal friends and that sort of thing, and therefore will probably rely on your family for more. Yeah. Contact and support and that sort of thing. So you really will bear the brunt, I think, a lot of of the your aunt turning into an ant. And so yeah, and um, so your parents your parents are like, all right, Glendoa is coming over today, and she's just had uh, those sort of back panels and wings installed, and she wants to try them out on our property. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's standing on your balcony, and she kind of like. <laughs> Opens them up, and they start to flutter, and then she jumps, and mm. she kind of, you know, she falls into the vegetable patch. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, "Come, everybody, help Glendoa." Yeah, and you've got to try and stay positive and tell. Oh, that was really good. good. But and also... I guess you're you're still not old enough to realize, you know, to realize, to relate to an adult and understand why they're sad, so sad that they need to. <laughs> They need to be a beetle right now. <laughs> like, you know, if once, you know, 20 years from now, you'll be able to sort of relate to that. And you go, yeah, I think mm. I could understand why I would want to escape mm-hmm. this humanly form. But um, does that feel like a sketch? Yeah. You know, I think ants supposedly can carry, um, you know, 20 times their own weight. But yeah. I think actually a lot of the burden probably falls onto the family. Onto the family. Right? A lot of the emotional burden to... falls onto the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think that's beautiful. I think that's a sketch. I think so. I think I'll better better take us to through this uh, episode, which is episode two four nine, Andy. That means that we are only fifty one episodes away from having don't, to do our three hundredth episode. Don't you dare! Talk to me about this. Don't, it's re, it's considered actually it's very impolite to bring that kind of thing up uh, in our culture. And yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I apologize. Well, I mean, last last week was the, you know, it was exactly one year away. Mm. So that Horrifying. means one year away from our own deaths. Um, thank you, Adrian, I for those words. It. Yeah, like two weeks. I've now started to measure time by how often we have to put out the yellow recycling bin. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I know those are two weeks apart, but I swear it's happening every second day at the moment. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the same thing with these 
one you know hundredth episodes is that they 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 the, count the almost <laughs> the almost two years that come that are between them feels like it's flying by. <laughs> this, How has it been? They're a definitely year hastening my death in yeah. many ways. All right, here's the sketches for today: conceptual inverter. Ah, oh, great mm. idea. Who's your <laughs> great idea? Easy to achieve. <laughs> Very easy. easy. Well, I mean, we did a sketch at the, at the comedy festival that wasn't that different from this, but that was a uh, the thing that you know the. You can draw anything and it'll make it. Yeah. Like yeah you can, you can make sketch. this work. Um, we got Who's Your Long Lost Dead Ancestor? <laughs> uh, we got Two Gaias. Mm. New Gaia comes around and they do battle. Um, we got the Marinara Trench. <laughs> Great. That's a, it's a first it's really a, it's really a, seafood sketch. Yeah, I mean it's really a you know a meal idea. <laughs> but <laughs> then we got the uh, off the grid new T shirt guy, which uh, which he, he gets from eating uh, you know food challenges. But then also the the Terminator's first draft, where he shows up in the world and mm. I need your eating competition. Uh, then we've got. Uh, a comedy club that uh, has a 12 prawn <laughs> cocktail minimum <laughs> yeah we got we got uh stabbing them with a knife made of their own blood that's a, mm. i mean i've been thinking about it i love those riddles um they're one of my favorite things that those things it's like somebody standing near their you know their mailbox and they're dead uh, <laughs> what happened what happened i know and you're just giving this tiny amount of information and then they give this information to you like like you should be able to have got it from them <laughs> that's that's a twitter account it's a twitter account that we could could do easily yeah and it's just called you know riddles great r- murder <laughs> murder murder riddle, riddles and yeah, that's a great concept. Yeah. Do people try and guess in the yeah. well, in people the, can in, the guess. in the replies and you're always like no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess you yeah, you give them a day. Yeah. <laughs> and then you read through them to make sure that you don't you don't write the same one as they did. Nobody's allowed to ever get it right. Yeah. <laughs> A vulture died in their ass, and then <laughs> they were killed by the sort of the toxic, <laughs> the toxic shock. Sisters slowly turning yourself into a beetle. We all have to bear witness. <laughs> um, no. We'll go into the song. 
And no one's ever done a remix. No one's ever done a sing. I mean, what's going on? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like people don't love, they they don't want to win a music award. Um, Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Um, Yeah. I'm Andy and Alistair. And uh, you can follow follow us on Twitter. uh, Me at. Oh, you can follow us at Two and Tank, and you can follow me at Alistair TV. How about stupid old Andy? Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Two and Tank. You can follow me on Instagram at Alistair uh, A Trombley Virtual. You uh, can click on that link that's down there, and then you can watch Magma. You can get Magma. You can review us. Gosh, we love reviews. Go, go now. Are you in isolation? Go review. What else are you gonna do? What are you gonna spend do? a day on it? Really, Spend. really pour a lot of yourself into this oh, review. Pour. <laughs> Do some pouring. Spread some love, you know. Mm. You don't have to yep. upgrade who you are. Just, you know, just do some writing. Anyway, who cares? Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, you can support us on Patreon if you like, you know. Um, um, when work dries up, that definitely keeps us alive a lot. Mm. <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. so much to everybody who does. Gosh, you're all he- you're all gods amongst garbage. Against against no, are they gods amongst other gods? Gods amongst other gods. Anybody who listens is a god. Yeah. What but you're the, all god. Yeah, there is only one god. How about this as a concept? Um, yeah. How about this as a sketch idea? The God Park, right? It's a dog park, but you go there and it's just people walking their gods. And they're all on leads, and they're running around and um, fighting, I guess. And oh no! But they, I like other. that they're sniffing each other and getting on, like yeah. getting along. And some are oh, sorry, rooting. <laughs> One's turning anyway. himself into a swan and humping people. Mm. Anyway, I think that's an idea. Did you want me to write it down? Zeus, the nah, god part. Right. Look, I'll write it down. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Al. No worries. Thank you, Andy. And we, and we love love you. you. Dog park is crap yeah. god backwards. Crap god, you're right. <laughs> crap dog it. See ya. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah.